So this morning, I want to share with you from the Gospel of John chapter 4. It's, it's uh, John chapter 4, if you're familiar with the book of John at all. It's the chapter where Jesus uh, is going on a journey, and he says that he has to go through Samaria, and he stops by Samaria, and he meets a woman at the well, and uh, draws upon, uh, calls upon the woman to draw water for him from the well, and it opens up a dialogue. Uh, the woman was totally surprised and, and, and uh, taken back by the fact that Jesus, being a Jewish person, would even uh, communicate with her, being a Samaritan, say, you know, we have no dealings with one another. Why are you even speaking to me? What makes you so kind and so benevolent and, and, and so loving that you would even have a conversation with me, let alone ask me to draw water. So he has that particular conversation. It, it, it evolves into a conversation, a, a, a discourse. Jesus gave her a lengthy discourse on the principles of praise and worship, how we are to worship God in spirit and in truth. And from there, it goes in, into another discourse on about the harvest, how we're not supposed to just be casual about it and say, oh, there's still plenty of time. There's still four months on the harvest. He said, but if you'll look, the fields are already ripe unto harvest. And so there's a lot, of, a lot of good information in that particular chapter of John's gospel. But uh, what I want to look at today and, and, and encourage us in today is when Jesus had this dialogue with the woman concerning when he asked her to draw water for him and, and they ended into this particular discussion, he made this statement uh, let's just begin reading some of it in, in John chapter 4. Let, give me a second here to find it. John chapter 4. I'll begin reading at verse 3. It's where it tells us that Jesus left Judea and he departed again to Galilee. So he was going from Judea to Galilee. Verse 4 says, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew, that's the title of today's message. Taking notes, just jot that down. If you knew, notice if you know something. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, he would, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. He's on his way to Galilee, but he had to go through Samaria. That's the love of God. That's the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes he will detour you or he will take you out of the way. And it's for a specific purpose to meet a specific person. Through that particular person, a whole village may hear, end up hearing the good news of the gospel, which is the situation here. You get to the end of the chapter, the rest of the, the, rest of the village heard about Jesus. But it's an anonymous woman at the well with an empty water pot and most likely an empty heart. And Jesus enters into a conversation with her, which was honoring to her. And he made this statement when after he had asked her for a drink, Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, so here's a woman that was going through the normal routine of the day. Everyone say normal routine. 
You know, we have a lot of routines that are just kind of normal. We do them without even really thinking about them. We just, you just do it. You don't even think about it. Just every day, it's the same thing, the same time, the same thing. And we go through those types of routines. And uh, I, I think what we can learn from this particular, one of the things we can learn from this is that during the, what we might consider routine or mundane events of the day, we always need to be sensitive to a divine interruption. God is always speaking. And we, and we must get beyond the fact that God can only speak to us after we are done doing all our routine things and we have this block of time set aside, whether it be minutes or, or hours or however, however long time you set aside. That, okay, now I'm going to sit down and have my devotional time. And God, if you have anything to say, this is your moment to say it because as soon as this time is up, I'm going to go back to my routine. As if routines are so excited that you can't wait to get away from a conversation with God to get back to the routine. Am I talking to anybody here? Uh, we like our routines, don't we? we? We say we don't like them, but boy, practice sure communicates that we like them. We like the security of it. We like the knowing. We like the comfort of, of staying within our parameters of the known. We, we like to know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. But I want to challenge us that we can be, we want to learn to be open to hearing the voice of God. Because here's a woman that's going through the very mundane routine of life. How many days in a row has she gone to this well and drawn water? We, we, you know, scripture doesn't tell us, but we can only assume it's been a lot of days, it's been a lot of months, possibly a lot of years that she's been going through this exact same routine. But all of a sudden, there's something different about this day. There's a presence there that she hasn't experienced before. There's another person. I'm sure she's met other people at the well before, but this was different. This time it was different. This person spoke to her, and she heard the voice, and she was, she was bewildered by that. She was kind of intrigued by that. And she said, you know, why are you communicating with me? Being a Jewish person, I'm a Samaritan. We have no dealings with one another. So we're not best friends forever. There's no BFF here. This is not who we are, but yet you're talking to me. So in the routine of life, be open, be open to God desiring to speak to you and is speaking to you and come to a place where you're open. And Jesus makes this statement in verse 10 to the woman. He said, if you knew, everyone say, if I knew. Jesus said, if you knew, so it's two statements, but the first one here being, if you knew, and then within this statement, there's two things that he's saying that if you knew, two things. Number one, if you knew the gift of God. If you knew the gift of God. Now, we know the gift of God as Christians. We get together, you know, we're established in the word of God. So, yes, the gift of God, you know, Romans 6, uh, 23 tells us that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So, overall, Jesus Christ is God's gift to the world. The gift of eternal life is God's gift to us. So we know that gift. We have come to know Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. So Jesus said, if you knew, and within that, he said, if you knew two things. Number one, the gift of God. And then uh, uh, the second one is, if you also knew who it is. Let's read it here. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you. And so here, as followers of Christ, is another 
step of development in our faith, in our relationship with God. Obviously, if we call ourselves Christians, we can look back at a time when we prayed a prayer unto salvation. We prayed a prayer. We accepted Christ into our, into our heart and confessed him as our Lord and Savior, the forgiver of our sins. That's awesome. That's the greatest miracle that you will ever experience. But there are other miracles. There are other leadings. There are other, uh, there, is, there is more that God has to communicate unto us. Nothing is greater than coming into a relationship with him. The Bible teaches that we become a brand new creation. All the old things in the past has been washed away and we become brand new. That is absolutely awesome. So if you knew the gift, if you knew the gift of eternal life and something else, if you knew who it is who's speaking to you, who it is who says to you, give me a drink. This statement implies a recognition of God's voice in the mundane routines of life. Think about your job. Think about your daily schedule, your, your, your school schedule, your summer schedule, your work schedule. Just, just, just think about life and how routine it is and do you recognize, do you have a recognition of God's voice in the middle of that? Are you in tune enough with God? Most of us would say, yes, I know, that I know the gift of God. I know I'm born again. But do you, do you have a recognition of the voice of God right in the mundane, the routines of life? So many things we're going, we're, we're just an automatic pilot. We just do it. We're not even, the things that we're doing, we're not even thinking about it. We've done them so often. But right in the middle of that, God is speaking. God wants to be speaking. And so a recognition of the voice of God. The voice of God needs to be more, needs to be more recognizable to us than the voice of CNN or the voice of Fox News or the voice of any other media platforms. You should recognize the voice of God more than your favorite radio station, your host on your radio, radio talk shows, whatever, the voice of God. Should, we should have a recognition of the voice of God right in the middle of going through life on a daily basis. And not just that carved out time when we first get up in the morning or midday or evening or whenever it is you have your, your devo time. Devo times are good. But God is not confined to your 10 minutes or your however many minutes it may be. God is speaking and his Holy Spirit residing within us. His assignment is, is to lead us, to guide us, to show us things to come, to bring things to our remembrance that we need to remember. So he has, a, he has a responsibility. The Holy Spirit is responsible to God for leading you through life. And he's not just sitting around waiting for you to sit down and say, okay, Holy Spirit, you have five minutes now to talk to me because I have to get back to my, uh, let's see, what do I need to get back to? Oh, my routine. That's so exciting. That is so exciting. I can't wait to get back to the routine of laundry. I can't wait to get back to the routine of, 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 of my job. I can't wait to get back to this routine of brushing my teeth again. Do you know how long it takes to brush your teeth? <laughs> What's the new toothbrushes we have? They're not new anymore, but what are they? Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Care, whatever, but it's two minutes. Two minutes. 
I thought I was a good toothbrusher until I got the Sonicare toothbrush. And the thing goes for two minutes. Every 30 seconds, it beeps. I go, first 30 seconds. What do I do for the next 90 seconds? It's like... (laughs) 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 Drooling. Two minutes. And then when that battery's dead or I'm on vacation, whenever I don't have it with me, I think, okay, two minutes. That seems like forever. (laughs) Routine. But we like our routines. It doesn't matter how many minutes it is. We like that far better than, you know, than the thought of perhaps if I just stop and pause for a second, God might be speaking to me. God may be speaking right in the middle of brushing your teeth, driving your car, doing your routine things that you do at work or school or just whatever your, whatever your routines are. So recognition of God's voice is so important. Jesus made the reference in the Gospel of John when he's introducing himself as the good shepherd. He makes a statement that, uh, uh, that he is the good shepherd and said that the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come to give you life, to give it to you more abundantly. And in, that, in those verses there in the Gospel of John chapter 10, he says, I am the shepherd. He said, my sheep, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, my sheep follow me for they hear my voice and they know my voice. They follow me because they hear and they know. Do you, can you say the same thing? I hear and I know the voice of the Spirit speaking to me. I am readily I am readily able to acknowledge that this is the voice of God. Or like many times in my life, I think, well, it can't be the voice of God because I wasn't expecting the voice of God at this moment. I mean, I'm not even having, I haven't even had my prayer time. I hadn't had my devotional time yet, so it can't be God speaking to him because God knows that, you know, this is the time that I pray and this is the time that I have my devotion. So why, obviously, it's not the voice of God, so it must be Satan. So I just say, get behind me, Satan. Well, it may not be. We need to be ready that we can recognize the voice of God. And when we recognize the voice of God, you may be on your way from point A to point B as Jesus was on his way from Judea to Galilee, but but he needed to go through Samaria. So many times we, in our routines, we are going from point A to point B, from number one on our checkoff list to number two on our checkoff list, and we allow no space for if we knew the voice of God. If we heard the voice of God, would we give space to it? Jesus gave space to the leading of the Spirit and went through Samaria and met with this Samaritan woman with an empty water pot and an empty heart. And entered into dialogue with her and had conversation with her and ended up introducing himself as the gift of life. And she took that gift of life back to her village and and she shared that good news with the people of her village. And just the the multiplying effect of that, many people got ended up receiving Jesus Christ as Savior, receiving the gift of God because she heard, first of all, Jesus heard that he needed to go through Samaria, that he needed to stop at the well. He needed to have this conversation with this woman. And, and the whole thing just kept unfolding to the glory of God and ended up being a real kingdom-building experience. So the first thing he said, if you knew the gift of God, and, if you, and in that, who it is who says to you, give me a drink, implying recognition of God's voice. The second statement that he made that we need to also incorporate into our daily life says, if you knew who it was, if you knew the gift and you recognize the gift's voice, you're born again 
and you recognize the voice of God, if you knew those two things, you would have asked and he would have given you living water. In verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and, if you, and, if, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, in its truest sense here, the living water, again, is referring to the gift of eternal life. If you, if you knew that and you heard that, you would ask him for eternal life. But we can also take it another step and apply it to our lives as followers of, of God, as believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. If you, if, if you knew him, if you knew the gift, you recognize his voice, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water, eternal life. So you have eternal life. But what else would you ask for beyond eternal life? What would you ask for if you knew that he would give it to you? If you knew that he would give it to you? What would you ask for? In my family, I grew up with one, one of 16 children. So you thought it was tough having some sisters. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's tough having an older sister, isn't it? I had nine sisters and six brothers. But I can remember the idea of uh, asking, especially in the summertime like this, if we got up in the morning and we had certain uh, chores we needed to do on the farm, even as youngsters, you know, we had uh, chores that we needed to do, you know, concerning the garden, the vegetable garden and so forth. And until we got old enough to handle some of the equipment, we weren't necessarily old enough by today's standards to operate equipment. I remember sitting on the tractor, I'd hold the steering wheel and I have to pull the steering wheel and sit way front on the seat so I could reach the clutch and the brake. But I was big enough now because I, I could handle, you know. But I remember trying to get out of the routine of the daily life on the farm. And who would have the courage? Who was going to ask mom? Because dad was off working. We, had, we lived on a smaller farm. So dad worked a job plus had the farm. Uh, you didn't need to be there. He had seven boys to work the farm. But... Who had the courage to approach mom to ask her if we could now go swimming? And swimming wasn't at the Y Missing Pool or the Green Valley Pool. The swimming was in the Cocalico Creek. Now that I'm growing up, I realize it's about three miles downstream from the effort of sewer plant. <laughs> we didn't know that. <laughs> what you don't know will never hurt you. <laughs> But we love going down to the creek to go swimming, but we always had to ask for permission to do that. But who would have the courage to ask if today's going to be a good day? Who knew? Who was in the good graces of God? And for some reason, it was always not me. It was always one of the other siblings or one of the other siblings never felt it was them, but it was me to approach mom and to ask. And so, so many times we're like, because we never knew for sure exactly what the parameters were, how many chores there were to do, or I, I, just, I, I hated to wake up in the morning and realize that it was raining all night. Because if it was raining, that meant the next day you're pulling weeds. Because the ground's nice and soft. Now you're in the garden, row after row, of tomatoes, sweet corn, lima beans, carrots, you name it. We're going up and down the rows, pulling out weeds by hand, just one we didn't, you know, we didn't use weed killer. We were the weed killer. <laughs> so I knew that's the job for that day. But who knew when we would have permission 
Who knew if we would have the graces of God and permission to do what we wanted to do? Who had the courage to ask? Now, that's a child-parent relationship that I had. Perhaps you grew up with parents that no matter what you ask, when you ask, it was always, yes, absolutely. You're my apple of my eye. But it didn't seem like it was that way for us. But nonetheless, I don't want to labor the point too much. The idea is when it comes to our Heavenly Father, Jesus is making the statement here to this woman. He said, if you knew the gift, if you know who's speaking to you, you would ask and he would give it to you. You would ask and he would give it to you. So I'm, I'm challenging you today with the question, what would you ask for if you knew that he would give it to you? Think about that for a moment. Think about it just for a moment and turn to 1 John chapter 5 while you're thinking about it. You can do two things at once. 1 John chapter 5. And verse 14 and 15. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. That is so profound, so powerful. I encourage you, if you're not familiar with it, just meditate on that verse and just let it, let it become ingrained into your thought processes that you just automatically, you think about that. You say, I know that if I pray according to the will of God, you say, then the will of God are the promises in his word. You pray the promises of his word. You, you pray that and you communicate with God. If you ask anything according to his will, he hears you. And if you know that he hears you, you know that you have the petitions that you have asked of him. Meditate on that. Think upon it and just really let it become ingrained into your thought processes, into your knowledge bank. And also turn now to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Begin reading at verse 9. Says, so, this is Jesus, a recording of, of things that Jesus said. He said, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Verse 10. You put verse 10 up there for everyone who asks, receives. Who receives from God? Everyone who what? If you knew the gift, and if you knew who it was who's speaking to you, you would ask. Jesus is telling us, everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. I don't know about you, but when I look at promises such as this in the word of God, I think, wow, I thought I'm a man of faith. I thought I'm a man that when I pray, I have all the confidence in the world. And then I read these verses and say, okay, I still have so much room to grow. So much room to grow because I don't want to just be going through religious exercises when I'm praying. I don't want to be praying routinely. I and mean, there's some prayers that are good to pray routinely. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I have certain morning prayers that I pray and blessings over the family and angels watching over us, protecting us and thanking God. It's a day that he has made and so forth. But when we talk about petitionary prayer, that we need to, that we have a place, 
I have a place to grow and to mature in my faith, coming to a place that if I knew the gift, which I do know, I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and who it is who's speaking to me. That's the area that I want to continue to grow in, a discernment of the voice of God. I know he's speaking. I know he's speaking. The challenge is there's so many other voices. There's so much noise in our world today. And that's what we need to discern. We need to, we, we, we need to uh, work our way through it and make a discernment and, and get ourselves to quiet down and, and, and discern right in the middle of my routine. What is God speaking to me today? And how is he speaking to me? What vehicle is he using? What, what platform is he using? How is he breaking through into my world today? Because he wants to break through into your world today. He's speaking to you. He has a word from heaven. I, I have a message for you today. Your father would like a word from you today. He'd like to hear from you. And so communicate with him. Everyone who asks receives. So what would you ask for if you knew that you would receive it? And if you knew him, Beyond your Savior. If you knew him, like the scriptures tells us in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it tells us that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Do you know him as your healer? Do you know him as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God, our healer? And if you know him as healer, would you ask, would you ask and believe that you would receive the manifestation of your healing? If you knew, Jesus said, if you knew, you would ask. And if you ask, you would receive. Everyone who asks receives. And John has said, if we pray anything according to his will, well, if God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good, all his benevolent benefactor type work, plus and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, if God anointed Jesus to do that, obviously it's God's will for that to be done. And so if you know that, would you ask for it? Can I hear? Yes, I would. You would. Would you do it with confidence, knowing that you're praying according to the will of God and according to Scripture? If you pray according to to the will of God, he hears you and he answers you. Amen? Amen. (laughs) So what would you ask for? You ask for salvation. Ask for healing. Protection. He said he'd protect you. He said his angels would watch over you. I don't necessarily ask him for that. I thank him for that because he said he's already done that. He's given his angels charge over me. So I thank him for it. But thank him for it. Thank him for your healing. What about provision? Well, Pastor Ray, I'm not... Well, he provides for you. The air you breathe, the water you drink, the food you consume, the friends and family you have, the financial resources you need to do what he has called you to do. God provides it. And if you're coming up short in any of those, ask him. Amen? How many people could use a healing this morning right now? There's something, boy, I really, hmm? 
All right. Let's go ahead and ask him right now. Worship team, why don't you come up and get ready to... Anybody else need a healing? Let's ask him for it right now. You got it? Okay, let's pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning that you went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. I receive that anointing. I receive that deliverance. I receive that provision. And I receive that healing right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it, Father, that from the crown of my head to the very soles of my feet, I am healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you the glory for it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you knew him as your provider, your protector, your deliverer, you'd be asking and you would be receiving that. The word of God tells us that Jesus Christ has been made wisdom unto us. In the book of James, James tells the congregation that he's writing to, he said, if you like wisdom, ask. My father will give it to you and he'll give it to you liberally. Ask for wisdom on a daily basis. You're going through the routines of life. Ask him for it. When God speaks to you, when you're going through that routine, you're at the well, you're going through that very mundane and routine thing that you've been doing it for, for years, day in and day out. Expect it to be different from today on. Have a sense of anticipation that God is with me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit abides within me. And I'm, an, I'm expecting a divine interruption. Ever driving along in your car and perhaps even the house, the radio's on or, and all of a sudden it gets that, that screeching beep and it's a, it's, a, it's a test for the emergency, for the emergency broadcasting system. Do you ever hear that? Everything just kind of stops. Even the TV does that once in a while. just kind of stops and says, this is a test. We expect that type of attention, getting, voice of the Holy Spirit. And expect it in the least unexpected times and seasons of your life. He wants to speak to you because he loves you. And he has a purpose for you. You say, well, I'm on my way to Galilee. And why am I, why am I heading towards Samaria? Because the Holy Spirit, God, has a purpose for you to make making that detour. He has a message for you to give to someone else. Or there's a message from him to you for yourself personally. But be open to it. But if you knew, if you knew, you would ask, what would you ask for? What would you ask for? Be bold. There's plenty of grace. There's plenty of everything that heaven has for us. Be bold in it and, and be generous in it in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord God, for speaking to our hearts. We believe that we have ears to hear. Your word is replete with commandments for us to be hearing. And Lord God, I don't think that's just okay. We're hearing now because we set this time aside for church or we're hearing now because we're having this prayer time. But Lord, in that every moment of every day, we are open to a divine interruption. And even as the Samaritan woman, she was completely shocked that this Jewish person would speak to her. It was just, it was, it was out of the realm of normal 
And Father, we want to be out of the realm of normal. And we are open to hearing from heaven concerning the direction, the impartation into our lives, direction for our lives, the fulfillment in Jesus' name, name above all names. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Blessings, great grace and blessings on every household. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet and let's close out with this worship song, Loving on God.